This podcast is not a substitute for medical or mental health advice. Individuals are advised to seek individual medical or mental health advice from a professional within that specific specialty. This episode is about trauma and the brain, and it's your host, Michael Maddox, self-published author and soon-to-be holistic health and wellness coach, and I help trauma survivors take control of their lives to become a better version of themselves. Welcome to Puzzling Minds Podcast, and it's your host, Michael Maddox. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey and letting me be part of yours. In today's episode, we will be discussing quite a lot of things, therefore no weekly update this week. We will go over, one, the origin of trauma and its founding fathers, two, how trauma affects your brain and how each system systematically works with one another. It doesn't seem a lot, but trust me, it's a lot. So if you're interested, get a sheet of paper and a writing utensil, and let's take some notes together. Welcome back, guys. It's Puzzling Minds Podcast, and it's your host, Michael Maddox. And as I said earlier, today's episode is about trauma, and the brain. In the last episode, I gave my own definition of trauma, and I'm going to give that to you again today. So trauma to me is only temporary. Trauma is a temporary imprint generated by a detrimental event or series of events that an individual undergoes, eventually causing psychological and physiological alterations if left untreated or unresolved. Now, I know what you are thinking, probably. Why do you mean that trauma is only temporary? I'm experiencing or I experience this trauma and it's still here. Well, are you healing from it? Are you trying to resolve the issue? Are you going to counseling or therapy or going to specific trauma therapies? Or maybe doing it on your own? Maybe that's why it's not being fixed. And I'll prove it to you that trauma is only temporary. Trauma's origin comes from the Greek word wound, which (laughs) it sounds like to me a wound takes time to heal, aka temporary. Trauma was first discovered in the 19th century Paris, France by Jean-Martin Turcot, who was a French neurologist whose field of specialty was in hysteria. The next founding father is Sigmund Freud, who was a neurologist who studied in psychoanalysis conflicts with the psyche. One of my own big goals in life is to be one of these founding fathers. I want to make a breakthrough with trauma about how trauma can over time physiologically affect your body. And that's why so many of us experience chronic diseases or aka pain in some way, shape, or form in our body. And 
wondering why is it not being healed? Why is it not being healed? What am I doing wrong? You know, you probably place yourself on pharmaceutical medications, which are, to me, super negative to your body. Um, because I prefer more holistic way, more natural way of trying to heal. And what's more holistic and natural? Yourself. However, a lot of individuals experience this thing called complex trauma. And what this is, is when trauma just continues in one's life for quite a long time. This is someone who experiences any form of trauma, physical or psychological. When one experiences trauma, this is how the brain works in stages. So, if you are interested, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, I advise you to get a sheet of paper and a writing utensil. And on the front sheet of this paper, I want you to write first stage, the limbic system. On the back sheet of the paper, I want you to write second stage, the peripheral system. Now, under the limbic system, I want you to give yourself enough space for these steps. There are going to be around four steps um, within the limbic system. But the limbic system lies within the temporal lobe of the brain, which processes and regulates emotion and memory. Step one, if someone undergoes trauma, is the thalamus is triggered. The thalamus is in the center of the brain, and it's triggered by senses except smell. And what its job is the information relay station. What this means is that it's just processing information to determine where to send it. Once it determines where to send it, it sends it to step two, the amygdala. The amygdala is located in the cerebral hemisphere, and its job is to determine what's a threat and what's not. It can be triggered by smell from the olfactory bulb. Once determining the threat, it does two has two things in the amygdala, different types of nervous systems. And the first nervous system that is triggered is the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight mode. So when we experience trauma, we either go for it head on or we run away from it. And during this, the adrenal glands releases adrenaline. Afterwards, it does two things. And part of the nervous system is the parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. Rest and digest. And what this means is that once our body finishes working through the stress and the trauma and the fight or flight mode, our body is now resting and digesting. And during this process, the hormone DHEA, which basically helps grow your brain to the best way to put this is to help you with your next sort of stress um, or experience. It helps you basically learn from the previous and now you have an answer for the next experience. And 
during the parasympathetic nervous system, it releases the neurotransmitter acetylcholine, which regulates heart rate and blood pressure. Whew, that's a lot. I know. We're almost done with the limbic system, but while this is all happening, the hypothalamus is triggered, which controls your stress hormones. One gland that does this in particular is the pituitary gland, which lies below the hypothalamus and increases the hormone cortisol. Cortisol releases and can affect your brain-gut microbiome over time. As well as this, serotonin gets released into your brain stems, which, yes, correlates with gut health. In summary, the hypothalamus releases hormones, controls appetite, sexual behavior, emotional responses, and body temperature. Additionally, it works with the suprachiasmatic nucleus in front of the hypothalamus and affects sleep-wake cycle, which, yes, can affect your microbiome. And one symptom that can show is depression. That's why when one experiences trauma, their whole body goes out of whack, aka out of cycle, and soon eventually causing a negative immune response over time because your brain is also connected with your gut. Um, <laughs> I know, that's a lot. Um, so step one, like I said, is the thalamus gets triggered. Then the thalamus sends the information to the amygdala. The amygdala determines what's a threat and what's not a threat. Once it figures itself out like that, it goes to the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight mode. Then it goes to the parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. During that process, rest and digest in the parasympathetic nervous system, the hypothalamus releases many hormones like cortisol that can over time affect your own cycle and your own bodily functions like gut health. I know that was a lot. And let's take a couple second break and we'll be right back. Some may ask, how you regulate your sympathetic nervous system? from doing all of this spastic movement in my brain and my body. Well, one thing is being mindful decreases your sympathetic nervous system. And you could do yoga, meditation, body scans, and you're just being mindful with your mind, body, and soul. You're asking yourself, why am I feeling this? What's causing this? Why is it untrue? And how can we rise above it? Different types of therapy that can help is EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprocessing, talk therapy, and limbic system therapy. Or creating a safe place. So for this week's assignment is creating a safe place. And how you do this is... You lay down, sit comfortably, um, close your eyes, and just picture a place that 
brings you joy and happiness and fill it with light, love, compassion, vulnerability. Maybe some is at the beach. Mine's at a beach. Some may be in a forest. Some may be in a coffee shop. Um, any place that you can think of could be real, not real, and just create a safe place. When you experience stress or, yeah, I guess if, whenever you experience a distressing moment, by tapping into this, you just close your eyes and picture yourself in your safe place. With my safe place, I've grown. I've built it um, over time. It's at a beach. My There's two chairs. It's about sunset. And there's two chairs. I'm laying in a chair holding an ice cream. <laughs> because there was an exercise in my therapy that just an object that I was holding and it was ice cream. And I bring people who bring me joy, happiness, or, or who are my VIP. And the number one person at my safe place is my grandmother. And it's just pure light and love. And I tap into it constantly whenever I do feel distress. I remind myself that I'm okay. I am filled with this light, with this positive energy, and this negativity is not going to alter me whatsoever. Um, but if you are doing EMDR, this is one of the techniques that they use to take place. But let's get to a break time. I know, I know I said a break time earlier, but as I was finishing recording this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, I have a perfect assignment and I want to add it. So definitely enjoy this assignment and make it your own, make it your own safe place, either at an ocean, forest, coffee shop, park, anywhere you can think of, both real or not real. All right, let's take a little quick break. Welcome back. <laughs> All right, let's get back into it. Once the experience of trauma is completed with the limbic system, the next stage is the peripheral system. So let's turn that page on the back and let's get through the second stage, the peripheral system. The peripheral system is located outside the brain where it meets with your spinal cord. This consists of your nerves and communicates between the central nervous system and your body. This system consists of two other systems within it. The somatic system, which delivers information from your senses to your brain, aka works with the limbic system, and helps command your muscles from your brain. Number two, the atomic system, which regulates physiological processes, aka your body, and what your body does to function like anything you can think of, it controls. 
this system also correlates with your amygdala. As you can see, trauma is a dangerous field because deep down, this all happens without our notice. We experience diseases, but maybe it's further than just a health issue. Maybe it's trauma. And that's why I'm here studying about this so I can help those to understand a bit more of the science so that awareness can take place within yourself. Um, that is just important because as we continue that awareness within ourselves, we are basically taking back our life. And we could over time feel when our body is experiencing stress, pain, aches, um, and just feel very fatigued, maybe nauseous, tired, maybe your emotions are fluctuating, and you just don't know what to do. So you go to a doctor, you get placed on medication, and you figure out, you know what, I'll just be on this medication that can probably affect my body over time without my own consent. But don't worry. Throughout this podcast, we'll dive deeper on why we do what we do and what happens to us in the end. Do we win or do we lose? I suppose that time will tell. Well, that's it, folks. Please like, share, comment, tell everyone you know because this podcast will just be more answers than questions. Thank you for joining me on this episode, Trauma in the Brain on Puzzling Minds Podcast. And it's your host, Michael Maddox, signing off. This week's book recommendation is The Gut Immune Connection by Emerin Mayer, Medical Doctor. I absolutely love this book. It helped me so much within my own studies about understanding the science behind trauma and what it does to your gut health and over time throughout your whole entire body. I think if you are wanting to read something so educational about yourself, this book is it. And it's The Gut Immune Connection by Emerin Mayer, MD.